I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Marshawn Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about that action, right? Like, like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> that dugout we got Bo and Joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now fellas 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 welcome back to another episode of the farm unfiltered this time I'm on it baby you hear me coming with that fire today Bo it ain't it ain't shit getting me shook up never twice baby <laughs> spitting hot fire my man with the fresh haircut too sometimes feeling froggy aren't you sometimes you know gotta hit it a little Oh, hold on, the little design, you see it? Ooh, I saw that one. You went a little, you went kind of deep on this one. I like it. Listen, I just got my, I got a new guy. I got a new guy, all right? I'm waiting so, for you to go the avatar and just wrap it all the way around. Yeah, right quick now. shout out, um, quick quick shout out to my, my new barber. That guy is a monster. We'll bring him up. We'll bring, maybe we'll have him hop on a podcast for like 10 seconds one time to give him a little, a little spit on the show. Yeah. Been, been doing good. Up. I like it. I kill, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the moves he's got going. So, um Dude. So, Bo, one of the things that um, we really wanted to talk about uh, this week, and I think that's um, kind of been something I've been on for a little while um, that I've been kind of fired up about is just this differential, uh, just this differential that's going on um, with this, you know, we talked about it before in little parts and pieces and different episodes of just understanding like this highlight reel that's being created um, and people not really understanding what the development process looks like for a um, Coach, I know that I very much so underappreciated um, the time it takes to go through these stages and then come back to center, right? right. You, you run down a branch of a tree and you never know that you're too far down on that branch of a tree until you come back to center and then you look back and you're like, whoa, I was whoa. way too far that way. Um, way there for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that, but again, you need to run down that branch to realize that there's a dead end right? right and that you know again that you always and, and and that's a big part of the development process the thing is though is that that takes time right I mean it, it takes time to run down that far down a you know a branch and right. understand that you did go too far and come back or again and you don't know how long you're going to be down that branch it might be some branches are longer than others some of right. some branches are like twigs other branches are, you know, the biggest branch on the tree, you know what right. I'm saying? So I yeah. think it's just, um, as a coach, you know, you have this, um, I know as a younger coach for sure. And again, if you're an older coach listening to this, uh, maybe this is uh, something to, to pass along to your grad assistants or whatever is that, um, I, I gave this quote the other day, um, or actually just earlier, I was saying this is saying, if you had at any time, if you think that you know, you know everything there is to know, that's a, that's a, that's a mouthful. If you think yeah. you know everything that there is to know, right, yeah. <laughs> about the human body or the, or the swing, right. anytime you think you arrived, right, it comes back to that old quote. Anytime you think you have arrived, you will, uh, there's, there's two types of people, right? The, this is the Degs thing, right? People, the humbled, humbled and the ones that are about to be. Those right? that are humble and those that are about to be. Yes. So. Yeah. I, I think um, I've gone through many of that process. That's never ending. That's not a one-time thing. I've, whew, I've been hit with that. I've been hit with that fire uh, a couple times. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, how about you, bro? Yeah. What, is it, what, is that, how, what does that look like for you? 
I mean, I think you you touched on uh, some of it there, but it does take a while to run run down the tree branch, but it takes even longer to hold yourself accountable and to realize when you are running down the wrong branch. And I don't know if when you're in the moment, if you really ever know, um, in the moment, obviously we think we're always doing the right thing, but I think, um, you know, especially in this journey for me and you and coaching and business and friendship and life in general, um, I think the more open you are to one criticism and two, um, you know, admitting that you're not always necessarily the right person in the room and that we're on a path of growth. Um, it takes a while to get there and it takes a while to yeah. develop that mindset that like, you know, none of us really know the whole picture. I think all of us have pieces and then when you combine it all together, we have what we yeah. see around us. But yeah, obviously I think, especially when I was younger, we think that, you know, it happens quick. And I think a lot of that is what we see in the world today, especially on social media. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what prompted this discussion in the first place is like the falseness of the highlight reels. And, and, you, and you made some tweets this last week about like, you know, big leaguers struggle, you know, coaches still struggle. Um, you made the tweet about the, the development path that we'll probably show here in a little bit, but like it's a constant up and down, you know, and realizing the, the, the better you can, teach yourself that, Hey, I'm going down the wrong path. And the sooner you can realize that, I think those are the ones that are a little bit further ahead in the, in the development process, but like takes time, you know, it, it, I don't think it's necessarily an age thing. I think it's more of an awareness thing, you know? Yeah. I was going to say it's more of a self-awareness thing. Cause this is a thing is again, like you need to do constantly putting yourself in situations where, um, it helps you with your self-awareness and understanding again, like when you have perspective, sometimes, um, one of the things it's, it's, it's actually um, interesting. One of the things I, I brought up when I was actually at um, 108 was, is one of the things I wanted to do was expose myself to other people's teaching um, techniques. And it's oh so easy to get locked into like how you're doing things and the development you're seeing and people getting better and all these other things. But it's so important for you to get around people that teach things in different ways, even if you don't agree. Right. right? And um, especially almost always if you don't agree, um, because again, <clears throat> coaches wouldn't be teaching things if they didn't see some sort of results, right? right. If they didn't see results and players weren't getting better, they're not going to just keep teaching what they're teaching. Now, again, they could be running down a branch of a tree and there's going to be a natural plateau, right? They're going to be going up. They're going to hit that plateau. And then now they can't get any better because again, they need this new thing that hasn't been brought to it. Um, but one yep. thing that makes me think of is when I was a player, for example, I see this all the time. Twitter is uh, great at exposing this, but I was the same way. Just didn't have Twitter to expose me at the time right. was when I was looking at my own swing. When I was a player, I used to think that it was really good. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, the whole point was I was developing my swing into what I thought a swing needed to, my preconceived notion of what I thought a swing should look like. And then when I was doing that, I could only get it that good because I didn't see the, the whole picture, right? So now when I look back at those swings, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was in this. And I'm no wonder I couldn't hit. And good golly, how, how do they recruit me? You know, and like all of those things, right? right? And But at the time, I was like, oh, man, that's the perfect position. Oh, that's beautiful. That's whatever. And then that's the whole thing is I get that with hitters now on Twitter. You get exposed. You post your swing and you're like, fire emoji, fire emoji 
flat, you know, uh, flat ground hitting, right? At uh, what, 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 what's our at for our, ours? Um, the farm players. The farm players, players, right? They're adding, that's awful. I got to figure it out. Um, we, got, we, got, we got too many accounts now. I'm learning. I'm, I'm figuring them all out. But yeah. in any case, like they're adding all these people. And yes, my coach used to say this in junior college. Like, you're right, Joey. You're drawing attention. Um, you're drawing attention, but attention to what? how bad you are. <laughs> so it's just like, there's that other side of being like, people are looking, but they're also seeing all your inefficiencies and stuff now too, which is a good thing, right? Like if you want input and you want that other stuff, I mean, there's a great uh, opportunity there that obviously Twitter provides where I just thought my swing was great for years until I sent mine into my old man, Bobby, Bobby Tewksbury. And he, uh, um, and he, uh, um, you know, looked at my swing and did a swing breakdown for me back in the day. Right. I also think it is, I mean, I don't know if you were this way, but I was a pretty big hip shoulder guy early on in my career. And I was falsely comparing myself to people that weren't necessarily doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I thought I was moving poorly, but in comparison to who, and I think that's also a big part of coaching is like everybody has their philosophies and every coach has helped somebody. Yep. Now have they hurt somebody? Probably have some yep. coaches hurt more players than others. Yeah, potentially. But I think a big piece of that is like, who are you comparing yourself to? And now that I know more about how the body works and loose and tight movers and all that, like, I think I was almost comparing myself to the wrong type of player and didn't quite realize that like, that isn't the most efficient way for me. And I Mm -hmm. think coaches don't view themselves in in coaching that way like no my philosophy my mentality might be a better fit for you know one away teacher whatever that is I think you need to be more aware of how you how you coach and realize that everybody has helped somebody in one way or another just like when we hit you know if 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 I move one way I might be better to train with a teacherman where if I move a different way I might be better to train with a Eugene does that mean one of them is right one of them are wrong no. Yeah. They're, they're both do, right for a certain player. I do. I do think that again, you do get to a point though that yeah, one's teaching karate, one's teaching Muay Thai, but again, you could be a mixed martial artist. Right. So, sure. so, so again, yeah. If you're a Muay Thai fighter and you're wanting to learn more Muay Thai, you go to a Muay Thai studio, but if you're, uh, you want to learn jujitsu, maybe you go to somewhere, you know, again, that's obviously teaching jujitsu and you'll do better off there. But at the same time, there's obviously you can go to, you know, UFC gyms and MMA gyms where, again, you're going to be learning all of those and you can have really good coaches that can teach you Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu and Karate and, and part, you know, like, and mix of all of these things and just teach you how to fight, right? Now, um, you know, again, I, I, think, I think with all of that is there's, there's a big piece of saying, like, uh, some guys are better off more well-rounded than other guys. Like, for sure, if you needed a particular thing, maybe this is the perfect doctor to go to. But there's also doctors that are more well-rounded in a lot of different subjects where I know some doctors that are just like, you know, their, their specialty is hands. And like, yeah. if it's something to do with your leg, they literally can't even talk to you about their leg because they only focus on hands and they don't, they're, they're so out of their realm. But there's some doctors that know quite a bit about hands, quite a bit about, you know, your legs or, you know, your, your, your feet or something like that. Or again, that there's a lot of crossover from one to another or whatever, all these other things. But like, that's the piece is that realistically the 80 grade coach can teach all of them. Right. Right. And it's not, and it's not, um, look, it's not that, uh, your, your, your teacher man's or it's not your, 
it's you're not your 108 camp or it's not your uh, driveline camp or it's not your Justin Stone camp and it's not your Bobby Tewksbury camp. It's not all of these guys, everybody has pieces and a lot of people have overlapping pieces. They have different languages that they're right. speaking about the same things. I mean, we just had one of those, you know, I was training athletes the other day and right, one of the guys was like, you would think that he was teaching, you know, HLP, right? Yeah. Um, but realistically, again, there's a lot of things that are overlapping. Like you're saying, people have pieces. Um, but to, for anybody to say, I, I brought this up earlier, if you're not experimenting with your players, you're doing them a disservice. Right. You don't right. you yeah. for you to falsely say, no, I get it. I just gotta learn more. I just gotta learn more ways just to teach it. Like, no, 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 no. Look, biomechanist. I mean, you have you have doctors from around the world. If anybody's like, I know the body inside and out, it's like, yes, you may know more in some ways, but again, I think naively as hitting coaches to say that you know the anatomy, the the entire body where people study this and there's like, you know, again, we we don't how our understanding of cells and all of this stuff is ever changing. And like, we're learning more and more and more and more about our bodies and different ways to create power. I mean, we just, look, we just, uh, they just came out recently. I'm going to go Joe Rogan right here. I'm gonna go Joe Rogan yep. right here. Just recently, Joe. right. When they came out with all the stuff with UFOs and they came out and they're studying um, all the things that the government was studying with UFOs and then understanding that um, their propulsion systems are much different than anything that we have today. Right? right. They're powered by a different source than anything that we use today. Obviously yeah. means, right, that we've been stuck in one branch of that tree, right? We're only creating power in this one propulsion system in this one way that there's a whole nother way of creating force that, again, that we currently just don't know, right? Or don't have technology to understand, right? Um, so it's just outlandish, right, to ever, I mean, that's like my pinned tweet, right? Like if, uh, someone says they know everything about everything. I mean, they obviously don't know much about much. Right. Well, and even if, let's say, Joey, you were, you know, some specimen and you knew everything about the human body. Mm -hmm. That's only a quarter of being a good coach. You might know exactly how the body moves, but mm -hmm. you don't know what the player needs to hear to, to get the body to move that way. And I think that's why it's yeah. important to listen to everybody. Like I, you know, me and you joke about it all the time we do have our foundational beliefs, but I'll listen to a 13 year old. If he's going to tell me something that can get a player to move better, I don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that people that are so closed off to even listening to the other side, like you're missing players, you're missing a person because even the movement experts still come to baseball coaches to bridge that gap because they just communicate with the hitter better. And I think that that's what people miss is that you might know everything you need to know about the body, but if you can't get a player to move, what's it really worth? You know, yeah. where, where if, if, you know, me and you or Harold and Garth, maybe know a quarter what you know, but they get 75% of their players to move better. Mm -hmm. Who's the better hitting coach? Well, yeah. You and know? that's, that's what I said at one point. I said that with, um, um, I was talking to uh, KD over at baseball cloud and I said to him, I said, we went and sat down with Davey Johnson. Mm -hmm. And I said that to him. I said, look, Davey Johnson might not understand the body. Like I understand the body. I know more about the human body than David, David Johnson knows about the body, right? Like yeah, he might not even know where, you know, he might not even know what a glute is or, or your quads or where your hamstrings are. Low. I mean, he might not know again, I'm not saying that he does, but I'm saying that um, he might not understand where our metatarsals and, you know, <laughs> just every understanding all the anatomy behind it. But all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Internal, external, abducted, adducted, right. All these other things. He might not know all of these things, 
but it doesn't if he can get a guy to hit that I can't get to hit he was the better hitting coach for that guy right so right but I also I also don't want to paint the picture because there are some guys out there that are saying see farm system says I don't need to know about the body like that's not what we're saying like you still need to you know because there is the camp that says that data and science and biomechanics are irrelevant like it still can help you be a good hitter well it's okay they'll 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 be irrelevant too so it's well yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just don't hear what we're not saying i know i say that all the time but the end result is to get the get the hitter to move better and whatever you got to do to do that i mean yeah and if the more you understand the body this happens to me all the time the more i understand the body the better i can coach it and I think the better you know the body, the more you can understand what branch to go down at what time. Yeah. As opposed to just running, sprinting down a branch, thinking you're going the right way. And, and it also helps you understand the complexity right. of what's going on. One of the things that um, um, Ken Crenshaw with the Diamondbacks, one thing that he helped me with as well is him being like understanding as a coach, majority of the time what we're trying to do is trick the immune system, I mean, not the immune system, trick the CNS system, right? And we're tricking it with tension, relaxation, and thoughts of timing to make all the things happen in the sequential order that they need to happen, right? Now, that's not an easy task, right? And also, too, it's something that is ever, one thing you'll hear a lot of pro guys, I, I heard a clip the other day of uh, Kipnis talking about this, of being like, it's a never-ending search right. every day with my swing. It's a never ending search, right? And so that comes back to, I was just talking about that earlier today, of being like, it's not a check mark, mm-hmm. right? Oh, my swing is good, check. Oh, you know what? Um, I got this feel, so I'm good, check. I was just listening to, again, another uh, golfer. He was just talking about that the other day of just being like, you know, when it's great, when I'm hitting my best, I'm not thinking at all, mm-hmm. right? When I'm, when I'm golfing the best, I'm not thinking at all, but then I lose it. Mm-hmm. Then when I lose it, I need to figure out what that next thought is so that I could go thoughtless again. If it's all I have to think about is one thing, I'll, I found some cue with my hands and that helps me, boom. If I have to think about my left foot and all of a sudden that cleans everything up, boom, right? My thoughts get simplified, right? But that's the process of being like, it's a never ending search and your body and your CNS system is constantly changing, right? With again, what you're eating, um, as you're getting older, right? Injuries, um, you know, again, as you're working out, you're getting tighter in certain ways, your joints are getting tighter here and there, right? Again, like you're changing your diets, all, you know, all these things that are all affecting, again, how much laxity you have in different parts of your body comparatively. Again, you started stretching all of a sudden a lot more. You started adding in another sport that you're, you've been mixing in. Um, you know, again, if it's been, um, you know, soccer, or if it's been, you know, you're now doing martial arts, or now you're working out with a new strength instructor and all these things, your body's changing, right? right. Um, your thoughts are changing, your mind's changing, which then is changing how you move. Everything right. isn't ever, it's never a check mark. I got it. I'm good to go. I can move on. Right. And I think that's important too. You talk about the, the evolution of players. So if you got a guy, you know, let's say, a-Rod, for example, he moved a little bit diff- different later in his career. If you're working with the same hitter you did 20 years ago, same hitting coach, and your coach isn't evolved, like, you're in trouble. So how do you think um, the evolution of coaches 
from that standpoint, you know, we yeah. talk about the evolution of players and yeah. they move and all these constraints. Like when it comes to coaching, what do you think that looks like and, and continually evolving in that aspect? Yeah, I think, I think the big thing that I really think about with a lot of this is just that we need to change. We need to change the mindset as coaches. Mm-hmm. We got to, we got to, we got to change the mindset. If we want the game to go forward as a coaching whole, we need to change the mindset. Right. And the mindset is got to stop being karate is better than Muay Thai. Muay right. Thai is better than karate. We have to become mixed martial artists. Right. We got to well, understand that a mixed martial artist will whoop anybody that does Muay Thai. Right. And then also to a mixed martial artist will whoop anybody again. Like, like Mayweather will get whooped by a guy that can do jujitsu and can leg kick or something like that. It's just, it's right. one only having one skill. Right. Yes. If we were to isolate just the boxing and tell him he couldn't use all of his other skills and we could only box. Yeah. Mayweather's going to handle him. Right. You're going to handle him. Right. So how do you. Yeah. Which I agree. I I think a lot of coaches would agree with you. But how when you're in it, like, how do you. I mean, I know we're still young. You got people probably saying, you know, you guys are 27. You've been in it for a few years. But like, how do you even realize that you might only be teaching Muay Thai? You know, yeah. Well, I, I think a thing with that is, again, if, someone, if something somebody is teaching sounds off to you, you need to listen. Right. And try to figure out, and again, if you understand the body, you're trying to figure out, okay, so what is he, what's really going on right here? Okay, so he's internally rotating the back leg, I mean the back, uh, back in the back hip, uh, you know, some T-spine, you know, back the opposite direction, um, you know, fascial, this fascial sling is being loaded. Um, okay, now he's talking about stretching the fascial sling the opposite direction. You know, like, again, you can start connecting some of those dots of figuring out, oh, okay, I could see, you know, the, and then also, too, now I'm going to experiment with it. Even if I don't agree with it, again, I'll play around with some things and utilize them in some ways. Um, and I think also the other side of that is you going in as well as, like, again, reading a lot more, reading a lot more. And, again, look, <clears throat> I've gone through stages just so everybody knows. I said, my CEO with, um, my CEO, I used to ask him with uh, Planet Fitness. He used to say he never read. They were like, CEOs on average read this. He's like, I never read. Zero, right? right? But he talks to a lot of people. He asks a lot of questions. He watches a lot of things. And again, I'm a big reader. So it's, I'm on the opposite spectrum. But also with that being said, within the last year, Bo, I've read dramatically less. Probably in the last year and a half, I've read dramatically less than I've read early in my life. Um, but, um, I also learn in a lot of different ways right now. I've, I've opened myself up to learning in more than just reading. There's a lot of, again, practicality of me training athletes, uh, me again, going to, you know, conferences or listening on like, you know, video things or training a lot of athletes, right. Of, uh, I think I just said that. That's great. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, like a lot of these other ways, there's a lot of these other ways to learning and listening to podcasts, right. right? Um, if you're listening to this one, I mean, you're obviously way, way more ahead, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> you're out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't shoot us. Don't shoot us a DM. That was a joke. Okay. All right. All right. Dial it back. Have a little, <laughs> I have a little, per, you know, a little sense of a uh, little, 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 little dance and a little hop in your step and a little laugh in Giggle your life. All right. Um, <laughs> no, I'm 2020, but don't be sensitive. Don't be sensitive. Mean, right. Um, but I think, I think in this, in that same way is that we have to get more self-awareness. We need to, we need to ask ourselves the tough questions and also too, we got to be aware that some things just take time and we have to get around. I've, I've mentioned this before, but like we have to get around 
mentors and people that are willing to have some of these tougher conversations with us and not just yes men us or just say whatever we, they want, I want to hear so that they'll go away. Right. Right. Um, and that they, that I won't, you know, bounce back at them. Like there's a, there's a cost of entry there. And like, it takes a special mindset. Like, look, it's a special mindset. It's not going to change really. I mean, it's, it's, I'm talking from talking to a lot of people that are a lot older than me and have a lot more experience than me. This isn't new. Right. Not new. This is a same problem that has happened generations after generations. Look, the best, the best are willing to have those conversations. The best are willing to have that mindset and get around people that they're uncomfortable with. The best, right, are willing to say, and, and again, when you're looking out for, you want to know what's really right, and it's not about just saying that, what's, you know, I'm right rather than what's right. For it's sure. one thing to say that. It's another thing to be able to, like, check yourself and say, whoa, I was going too far that direction, or now I see. And then the last one I'm going to say on that bow is another practicality to that is uh, get on your knees, bend over your bed, talk to the big man upstairs and say, God, have, help me see the world in a different way. Help me see reality as it is. Help me see the you know, movements as, as they are. Lead me to pe- these people. Lead me to these other things. And if, look, if you got to pray to the universe or Allah or whatever, whatever your thing is, if you got to just, you know, tell yourself that it's, it's in you and, you know, whatever that is for you, that's fine. Whatever causes it to happen like again it's just a cue for if you had to think of it like it's a cue whatever cue you need to use to make it happen it doesn't matter but what is important that is that it happens it needs right. to happen for sure i mean i think the biggest thing that i would add and that i take away from what you're saying is the ability just to be open-minded and think of it apart from your personal beliefs and more so you know if joey says something i don't agree with Instead of arguing my point, asking him why. Start asking the question why, literally. If, if that's all you have to start doing is say why. Why? What? I mean, if you were around Joey and I three years ago, it was like every single question that was brought up, we were asking why. Why, 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 why? I'm not going to tell you what I believe. I want to know why you believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not all the way right, there's something right in there. There's something I mean, right I, in there. Yeah, and you got to try I, things. And even if yeah. you're, you know, you're, you might only have a piece of it and you try it and you're like, oh yeah, I've seen some results with it too, but I haven't seen yeah. all results well, with this. Or um, that's, why, that's why books, like you talk about reading, you don't read as much now. I read more now because I was getting a little bit more stuck in my ways. Mm-hmm. Reading, just the practice alone opens you up to an open mindset of taking in information. Yeah. Listening to podcasts opens your mind to different avenues of learning. If you don't do any of it, you're probably stuck in your own way. Yeah. Practice something that can open your mind. Like you said, if that's, you know, going to church, that's praying every day, meditating, listen to podcasts, listen to the farm system, which I think you should listen to the farm system either way, but get on those practices that opens your mind to, like you said, it's not that I'm right. It's what's right. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if I'm right, if my players aren't moving well. And ultimately that's what we're trying to do is like, if I, if I think I'm teaching the wrong thing, but all my players move better, isn't that the right thing? Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, and I, I think, again, it's just so hard subjectively to be like, what's moving better? Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. everybody thinks that their players are moving better, right? Well, That's yeah, the I problem, guess, right? I guess, is I guess get results. Yeah. But. And, I, and, I, and even too, right? Like it's, it's hard because there's a lot of ways to increase people's batting averages, right? You might have – this is the thing. You do it, you change something. He goes up 20 points of batting average, but then you can't get him past those 20 points. As soon as you, he has the natural cap at that, he's batting 320. 
he -hmm. can't get past 320. Let's say he's in, you know, high school and he's batting 320. You're like, he went from 220 to 320, but okay. But why can't he bat 340? Right. Why can't he bat 380? Right. Right. And it's always pushing that envelope. But the thing is with that is that is again, that has to be the mindset that it's, that we have to be ever growing and there's never, it's just like, all right, that's good enough. Right. Like, yeah. I think, I think that, I mean, it's like we say, lifelong learners, like as soon as you think you arrived, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best in the world people want to say about judge making all these adjustments. Like if you're not trying to make adjustments as a big leaguer and get better every year, you're not going to be in the big leagues very long. You know, Correct. people want to point at certain players that significantly have made changes because they just weren't moving as good as they can. But like every, mm-hmm. every big leaguer is doing that. Every player should be me and you do that. Let's say the farm system grows and we're making X amount of dollars a year. Me and you are going to sit here brainstorming, what, what can we do to double it? What can we do to 2X it? You know, yeah. that's just what it takes to be great. Yeah. And, it, and you're making those adjustments. And then like the, the other big part with that is just understanding like, okay, again, yes. And don't miss the old school coaches here. We might've lost you already because we're talking about all this movement, right? But if we have it, listen to this. Again, like we've talked about in the other episodes of, of approach, right? is if we're changing thoughts, we're changing how we move. Yeah. Because I'm going to be more on time for this pitch, that pitch. Um, again, I'm also going to move differently because I have a different external goal of what I'm trying. Okay, for example, perfect example. How many coaches right now, raise your hand, I'm watching, raise your hand. How many coaches have said, think right center to a right-handed hitter? I'll raise, I'll raise both hands for the, all, the, all the people in the audience. You can't see my feet up too. Okay. It's not possible enough okay. to get it's a great way of making hitters change. Their, I used it like 10 times today to help the guys with direction, deselling better, and, you know, that end to out swing, right? All the things that people are talking about within that path, within finishes, all of these things, right? Like it could be a really good cue, okay? The point is, is you're changing how they move by changing their thought and also think changing their approach. I, I had every coach I ever had in my life mentioned at one point to think opposite way. Right. Okay? So – that's the point is just in with that is just understanding that there's all of these different ways, right? There's all of these mental approaches and I'm talking more and more. And the big thing I'm talking about is with athletes and I'll pop this up here real quick. Uh, Bo is what we talked about the other day. And I'll even share, this is our coach, uh, Stefan Hart here. Give him a little shout, shout. Um, again, he quoted this again. This is more about like uh, stocks and finances when he was going through it. But again, one of the big things that he was looking at is within days, it's going to be, again, I'm telling here, it's like, Hey, I'm moving good today. Right. And then the next day it's like, I lost it. Right. Let me, hold on. Let me restart this real quick. And then I'm like, I'm, I lost it. Okay. Then the next day it's like, Hey, I figured out this new move with my hands. Right. And then, um, but then as I'm start trying to learn this new move, yes, I saw some big results, but now I can't get the rhythm down. So then I go backwards and forward and up and down and up and down and up and down. If we get caught up in this roller coaster of up and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs, right. We don't realize again, we don't got it. We got to keep the pig, the big picture in mind which is after decades, which way am I trending, right? Right. Anybody can look, and this is, look, this is true in stocks, is that there's so many people where they're like, man, I lost $500 today, so they sell their stock. The next day it jumps up $1,000, right? And then if they look at that stock over time, yes, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, it's up and down, but it's trending up, right? Nothing just goes straight up. And if it does go straight up, I'm gonna give you a little stock advice. Don't hold me accountable to this. But in 99% of the time, okay, if it goes straight up, it's going to come straight down. That's usually how it works. Okay. So is understanding that anything that's like quick, um, you know, again, if we're just looking at EVs, all of a sudden, if the guy's EVs jump up, you know, 
really rapidly, right? There's a good chance that he's just probably compensating or doing something. Again, it's not, it's quick results. Usually quick results come with, you know, back the opposite way as well. Now, again, that's not always the case. Sometimes again, we're making more efficient and that's why we're creating a lot of this, blah, 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 blah. But right. It's just understanding that we can't get caught up in the day to day. We have to look in the long term, right? Long term with that and what that turns into. Got to be tough, baby. The ups and downs are tough. I mean, especially, I think we have a different, a little bit different perspective business side too, but like going to have some ups, you're going to have some downs. You got to be a bouncy ball. It's like my boy Diamond Hall said, you know, you got to go down before you go up, you know, bounce that thing on the ground. You're going to get, you're going to rebound, you know, it's, just, it's all about the mindset and it's not just in baseball, it's in life. You know, I think Joe and I like to get philosophical on you guys sometimes, but it, it is, it's all one thing, you know, yeah. how you do one thing is how you do everything. And mm-hmm. a lot of that's just resiliency. And, and that's, and that's the root, right? It, it's the root of things, right? You can sit here and fix all the symptoms, right? Of like what you, you can criticize people's decisions that they've made here and there and this and blah, but realistically it comes back to a rooted mindset of why they're making all of these decisions. Right. right? So um, again, a lot of things that like we talked about are rooted in insecurity, right? That's a mindset of insecurity. So then we make all these decisions and all of these symptoms start happening because of what's happening inside me, right? And what's happening in, up, up here between the ears, right? So like, that's sure. a big piece is again, always working on sharpening that mindset, right? Of how you perceive the world, right? And again, like, again, like I, I tweeted the other day, like quitting becomes a habit. Cheating yeah. becomes a habit, right? Um, taking the easy road becomes a habit, right? Uh, being stuck that I'm right becomes a habit, right? Yep. Going to I'm right.com all the time. It becomes a habit, yep. right? Uh, not having empathy for people like becomes a habit. Like all yep. of these things become habits if we allow them to be, you know, and, yep. and that's, we got to be careful. We got to, we always got to protect our mindsets and go to sharpen them every single day. Um, because again, it, we're going to, if we want to handle more, if we want more, if we want to have more success, if we don't have more of these things, like we have to continue to grow. Got to continue to grow. We got to continue to grow. We got to continue to sharpen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think that you nailed it. Ordinary people do extraordinary things. And those are the ones that just do it a little bit longer and and battle through those times hard. Uh, Obviously there are very talented people. I'm not saying that, but you don't have Mm -hmm. to be extraordinary to do extraordinary things. You know, it's, it's it's just a mindset ultimately. So Mm -hmm. I I think you nailed it there, Garth. Mm -hmm. Sounds, it sounds simple, right? Simple. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's a, it's a lot of things on a daily process. Like that's the hard part is it's it, it, the, the difference between we did this the other day too, being like, if you knew how close you were to winning or you knew how close you were to success, again, you would be motivated. You'd be energized, right? Yeah. You'd be, you'd be pumped up of how close you are. But again, you don't realize where you are and the little changes that you have to make, you know, those habitual things on a daily, on a daily, you know, grind, right? the small little adjustments and what that will do um, to everything in your life. If you make these small adjustments, right? Small things, just making the same decisions over and over and over and over and over and over again. A lot of, a lot of small things make a big difference. (laughs) Especially over long periods of time. Yeah, for sure. Well, what you got then Garth, what you got here at the end? Um, You know, get it right, get it tight. I think that's a great way to wrap it up. Get it right, get it tight. I agree. Go get a haircut. Go yep. get a haircut. It, it, it makes you feel good about yourself. It's great for your mindset. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, from us and our partners over at Yakertech, until next time, Farm System out. <laughs>